event first started and we were kind of underway and Apple was introducing all this stuff, uh, Riley and I kind of had this perception that our weekend show would be fairly short. Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure how that's going to turn out because I feel like as the last few days have kind of evolved, so have my thoughts about the show and the product. So I'm yep. pretty sure that's how it's been for you too. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the watch, the Series 9, what are your thoughts on it and how do you feel if this was something you could potentially upgrade to? I was actually pondering this the day after the event. Yeah. Uh, because uh, for those of you who don't know, the watch is hardly any has hardly any new features whatsoever. A few minor things. I think this is just my theory. They released this without minor upgrades to release the ten with massive upgrades. Okay, my perception is a little bit different. Than that I think yeah. they made minimal changes on this to push people to the ultra too. But that's maybe just me. I don't know, or maybe that's just an alternate option yeah it could be yeah i mean it's honestly speculation at this point because why they would even hardly do anything to this is just beyond me but i just (laughs) i had to find some logical reasoning behind why they hardly did anything to this and the only thing i come up with was like you just get people to buy this newer one adds a few new features and then because what's the point of adding a massive amounts of new features and new look if the 10th version of a device comes out, I I, th- I understand the reasoning behind that more so. Yeah, it's very similar to what they did to the iPhone 8 where yeah. they released it the same year and the X came or the 10 came out and it kind of just stole the show and everything like yeah. that. So what, uh, but I mean, I would say that there are some things worth noting. I mean, the S9 SIP chip was actually pretty impressive. A lot of improvements mm-hmm. on performance and such. And with that, you actually were able to get a couple of features like Riley was alluding to. Uh, precision finding for the iPhone, which quite frankly, I feel like all of their chips in recent years are powerful enough that even on a watch platform, older models should actually have this feature or have the capability to have this yeah. feature. And why it's not brought to us is kind of annoying, uh, I guess only in the sense that it's meant to upgrade you. Yeah. And you're you know supposed to spend money to get that, oh, I want to find precision finding. Now, in most cases, I think, Riley, you've probably done this too, where you just kind of ring your iPhone. For me, when I'm looking for an AirTag, I, ringing it is like the last thing I do because I'd rather just find it quietly and I have to bother anybody. Yes, that's exactly what I do, actually. <laughs> so there you go. So that, that's kind of my approach to it. Uh, so there's that aspect. And then, of course, you have the on-device uh, Siri, and that's also because of all the performance of the SIP that's there. Mm-hmm. The one thing that, yeah, Zolotech was talking about and uh, what you were you were kind of referencing was the whole entire gestures. And when we saw this, we thought it was, um, I don't want to say ironically stupid, but I do find it a little odd that they're quote unquote reintroducing it mm-hmm. because it's now becoming a uh, common core feature, not to be confused with the math, but uh, a feature of the watch. So this used to be part of accessibility features where you could use uh, finger grips and uh, taps between your thumb and your index to kind of activate certain features on your phone. And now they're doing it for answering phone calls and stuff. So I think that's cool. It's just, why couldn't this been done again on older models without any complications? So it's just one of those things. Uh, There's a lot of that type of question with a lot of these devices. Why couldn't they have done that earlier? Yes, Um, absolutely. It's just, it's very counterintuitive when you think about in the grand scheme of things, because it's, it's Apple. They could have, they have so much capability to do a lot of different things. 
And then you look across the last five years and it's like, this is not really adding up. I don't understand why this specific feature wasn't on like the iPhone a few years before. Some features, yeah, I, I could see probably you couldn't do those on the on the past ones. But it's like I feel like I'm just watching somebody drag their feet and I'm yeah, just waiting. That's and exactly waiting, how it is. Waiting for these features to come out when they're in, as we've said so many times, Google and Samsung and all these other companies have been doing this for years. And it's like, why do we have to almost on the verge of suffering? Yes, this is a first world statement uh, because <laughs> yes. these features aren't available on flagship phones. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. For We're real. spending thousands of dollars on these phones uh, across the nation and they can't keep, you know, up with, I mean, you know, the pace of everyone else. So, uh, I mean, as you expect a company that has like 45% uh, hold on, you know, uh, at least for the United States, you would think that they would actually be more wanting to add these features and to get more people interested in this stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. So, you, yeah, I mean, you'd think that that, that would just be logical. And I mean, obviously, within the first five minutes of the show, you're kind of seeing that our approach to what they unveiled isn't necessarily bringing up a whole bunch of hype. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not going to con everything and say, oh, this was horrible, but we are going to be realistic about this and probably give our thoughts as to whether this is a worthy upgrade with the various products that were announced. Uh, in my opinion, it really just depends on what model you're on. So if I would say if you're on anything older five than a six. Oh, okay. I would say anything older than a six. If you have a six, I don't know if this is worth upgrading. That's kind of like a question mark yeah. right there. If you're a seven or an eight, absolutely not. I don't even recommend it. No. Uh, but if you're a five, you probably might notice something there that could be you know beneficial. Obviously, they've um, increased the screen size since yes, then. Yes, I was just going to say that. And yeah. I'm sure you'll probably have some more speedy improvements, and you'll probably even notice battery life unless you've replaced yours recently. Uh, the only other thing that really was worth noting, which can't even i don't know if i would say it's impressive but is the theme of the entire event was we're gonna make our screens brighter uh yes <laughs> so that's pretty much what we that's have essentially what it was yes that's what we have which I, with the yeah I, I agree riley which i'm actually definitely 100 on board with because yes it seems to yep. me that with and i i'm pretty sure you can attest to this jd but uh on our own 13 pro models our brightness is at what, like a thousand peak brightness at thirteen hundred or something like that. I think, I think, uh, yeah, you're right. I think it's a thousand nits, and I believe you get up to twelve hundred with uh, HDR on the thirteen Pro. So yeah, and out in the blazing sun, it's just it's still pretty hard to see, uh, even on a watch. So I am actually very okay with this uh, added yeah. upgrade. It's just the constant thing of like you could just show it and not say it because it's literally on every single device. And it's not like a major yeah. complaint because uh, it's it's OK that they say it. it's just like minor. Like, yeah, you don't have to say it oh, every yeah. time. But yeah. Yeah. Two thousand on your watch is pretty amazing. I think they gave that capability again, going back to the S9 SIP because of the performance and just how powerful chip this is that right. allows you the efficiency, but also giving you, uh, you know, brighter screens and such. So. Outside of that, I am tempted to hit on the whole entire carbon neutral mini episode in there, but <laughs> I know that would just be a 15 minute side rail to the show. <laughs> oh, on its own, that could be a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we could harp on that a while. Um, and a lot of people have kind of just 
hit on that in uh, a lot of negativity. So if you hadn't seen the event, then maybe that's a blessing in disguise. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. On to the ultra. I wasn't sure if there's anything in there that you felt like was worth mentioning. Cause I feel like this was a very, very minor iteration. This was like an ultra S or something. <laughs> this was, I think the least uh, amount of upgrades uh, between everything. Uh, now, there was one yeah. thing, and I think you'll agree with me. The new um, way, and I forget what it's called. You probably do. Where they added, maybe it's called dynamic info, where you have information more out towards the end of the screen. Oh, the watch face? I think face? that's actually really the cool. The modular watch face, yeah. Yeah, towards, yes. They, they using utilizing more of the screen, which I'm always for. Yes. Efficiency Absolutely. on a display is an excellent way. Now, for a phone... You don't want to do too much of that. But on a watch, that's essential. So this is probably the best thing that I liked about the Ultra 2, if you could even call it yeah. that. That's that's about the only thing I could say about this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think there were those new bands. Yeah. Those are okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I, like I believe um, Aaron said that he wasn't really a fan of them just because of oh. the feeling of the woven band. So it, it'll be kind of hard to say whether or not. Alpine. Um, Alpine. And this all entails with the whole entire leather thing that they're yeah. omitting from their entire lineup, which I'm just kind of bummed about. I mean, I not understand the whole carbon neutral push, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I love leather. And, yeah, is it uh, really that bad to... <laughs> I, well, like 100% uh, neutral, carbon neutral... I, yeah, I, I that's good, but I just feel like there's some things that are just really nice, and I feel like it's, you know, you make a little, a little extra price on it. I don't know, there's probably a lot of people that are going to say, oh, you're just against, you know, and you know being environmentally friendly, and I'm just like, no, I'm actually not. I do care about environment a whole lot, and I'm actually yeah. for Apple pushing this type of thing to, you know, save resources, do that kind of thing. But the leather thing. I mean, if you had like one percent, yeah, but, yeah, like two or two, one or two percent just to sip away from the carbon, that's that's fine. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It, co- it goes beyond me why they got rid of leather in tandem. It just. And I mean, the good news is but, that you can easily go to a third party company and buy a leather band for a watch. Yes, and I was thinking of that. Yep. Yeah. There's a positive. So there, there's not that. like it's not like a whole entire drudgery of this. But <laughs> when at the same when time. Apple tries to be carbon neutral, every other company doesn't. And of course, again, this one also has the S9 SIP chip, so yep. it'll get all the same upgrades and everything like that. Although I was a little surprised that the battery life wasn't improved with that. Uh, you're still getting 36, but hey, it's at least not less. So. <laughs> Yeah, and as a reminder, that's a plus. we kind of forgot this. Well, I did, at least. I don't know if you did. But if you do low power mode, you get 72 hours. Right. But on, on the base, you know, normal usage is still 36, which, I mean, I feel like that's still a like a great battery. I have no problem with that. It just, I, I also think you could have added a little bit more battery life because it's a second Ultra and there weren't a whole lot of additions to this model. So... No, you could argue either way, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's just it, it's it's a solid battery life regardless. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, I, I love the, the battery life in the Ultra. No complaints there. So uh, on to iPhone 15, pretty much everything that we've rumored was correct. I, I don't think we yeah. we faulted on anything. Everything looks about the same as we expected. But actually seeing uh, and we'll get uh, JD, we'll get to the pros and Pro Max here in a bit, but uh, just seeing how it looks, even just the base models, it looks really well defined, very smooth. The rounded edges add a 
a very different, I guess you could say aesthetic. It's just, it, it's very beautiful. I I called it, and I actually kept this word for the pro and pro model, but I, it, sexy would be a, a, the best way to say it. The smooth edges really just give you that definition. Mm. Uh, as, as we rumored, these uh, are with the dynamic islands. So you're getting that. You're also getting the A16 Bionic, and obviously this does come with USB-C. And there's actually a new feature on these. In the camera, if you ever take just a base photo, It'll actually allow you to edit that into a portrait later. I kind of coined it as, you know, legacy portrait mode. That's the way I perceive it, just because the data is kind of like in a legacy format. So you can go back and, you know, convert it or bring it to life and choose and pick your depth. I just really thought that was nifty. So I agree, Riley. That was a really cool uh, aspect to the whole entire photography department with the baselines. So, yeah, it really was. It's similar with um, cinematic mode where you're able to kind of pick and choose which parts that the camera was focusing on in post-edit. Same thing here, and I'm actually all for this as well, because for one thing, it is good to have the option in case you forget that you were taking just a normal phone and you want to take a portrait. Really cool thing there. Uh, Other than that, I don't believe there was a whole lot of really anything. The battery is the same. There is obviously more a double, I think, double peak brightness. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it for the, and the plus as well. They're both essentially the same except the plus has a bigger battery and yeah. yeah as far as my thoughts on the on the actual base models i felt like they were a decent quote-unquote upgrade i suppose you could say uh mm-hmm. yeah that 48 megapixel we weren't really sure if that was actually going to happen because one there was a rumor of it was going the model was going to be delayed and then there was another thought of you know okay were they just going to postpone the 48 megapixel to the 16th gen so the fact yeah. that it's here, and I think the I think some people have actually said it might be the same sensor that's in last year's uh, 14 Pro. Not sure if that's entirely Ooh, nice. true, but uh, yeah. So it's supposed good. to give you a lot more capability. And yeah, you're you're right on. We did we got a lot of these rumors correct, or at least they did. Uh, USB 2.0 really kind of stinks. I think you're only getting like maybe a half a gig potentially. Uh, which I don't really know how that translates into real world usage just because I use iCloud a lot. But if we were to, you know, use this on a daily base with our channel and recording stuff, uh, it wouldn't even be an option. We wouldn't even buy it because there's no use in recording all that data and then transferring it at ultra low speeds. So that's pretty much my recap uh, on those models as well. Uh, I love the frosted back. I thought that was amazing. Very smooth. I am so glad to be done with, and this is what we're going to see on the pros as well. I'm so glad to be done with fingerprint uh, tracking material on these models because Uh. it is such a pain. I hate it on my 13 Pro. Love love the phone itself, but the sides of my phone are just littered with fingerprints and everything like that. And yet on the back, it's just a fl- flawless frosted finish. Yeah. I don't know if you had any other uh, closing thoughts on the 15s aside from that. I feel like they did a really nice job. Yeah. At the beginning, we were kind of seeing like, okay, there's hardly anything there. But as the as it was progressing, we did see some interesting differences that, you know, it's it's like... It was, it's basically the same as the 14. I mean, it's, yes, we're not going to sugarcoat it. There's going to be a lot of similarities to them, but there are some small, noticeable things that that make it feel different. And maybe that was Apple's goal on their part. But regardless, uh, I think I might do this from now on. I'm going to give it a rating in terms of upgrading from the previous model. Um, I will give it a six and a half on uh, out of 10 in terms of a good upgrade uh, for them, just based on 
there are some changes, but not enough to really make it defined uh, as as a newest model, uh, I think. And maybe I can go into this more in another video, but to me, it just seems like it's not all there, but it's not a bad upgrade, not like the watch. <laughs> That's I would like actually, I'm, I'm actually going to try to maybe break this down a little bit. So would you say with that rating system, if it was below five, it wouldn't be worth upgrading. And if it was above five, then it, it kind of depends on how close it is to 10. Because I feel like six and a half is just like, oh, uh, it might be worth upgrading, but I, I wouldn't say it's like the best. Uh, I'll do this. One, two, three, don't upgrade. Four, five, six, that's kind of up to personal decision that really depends on where you are. Seven, eight, nine, and 10, yes, I would. So if it's the six, I would say... It's a, it's a good upgrade, but it really just depends on what phone you have. If this yeah. was like an 8, 7, 8, 9, or 10, and you have a 14, I would say yes, upgrade, because it's way more incredible than I could have ever thought. Uh, and the watch, I will give it a uh, 2.5. <laughs> Both of them? That's, um, uh, yeah, I'll give, I'll give the Ultra 3. <laughs> sure why not um yeah, i mean if you're upgrading from the original ultra i don't know what you're really going to get but yeah, that, yeah that's that's really the whole point is like where are you going to sit on this uh when it comes to when, when it comes time to upgrade so mm-hmm. yeah as far as the 15s go it's really really uh based on what models you have if you and it's also based on the price too because we could that's easily true. say like next year's 16 ultra is like a nine uh but at the same time if you're not the one to spend like I don't know what we're imagining here, but maybe twelve or thirteen hundred dollars, then it yeah. may not be worth it to you. So that kind of has to factor into you, the listener, understanding what where you want to be and what you want to upgrade. So right. maybe you'd be looking at the fifteens and you know, kind of reflecting what we would uh, grade it at. So, but on to the uh, the star of the show would be the oh, yeah. uh, fifteen Pro and Pro Max. I think we'll go with the internal first, and that's going to be the A17 Pro. And uh, that just comes off the tongue nice and smooth. Uh, I was never necessarily a fan of the whole entire bionic aspect to the chipsets. I mean, it just kind of made Mm -hmm. it sound coolish, but it wasn't like impressive. So the Pro is just top of the line, kind of how I perceive it versus, well, what's a bionic or the bionic X or whatever it was for the iPads. I can't even remember what they had back in the day before the M series came out, but uh I can't remember. Obviously, like we said, it's on the three nanometer chip fabrications. And with that, they throw in the uh, USB controller chip. Now, here's where the irritation hits me. Okay. Uh, we were hoping for Thunderbolt and sadly we didn't get it. So the USB yeah. controller is a USB 3.0 controller, which means you're getting about 10 gigabits per second. Uh, it is an upgrade. Absolutely. Not going oh, yeah. to discredit that. But... Like I said, it's not the Thunderbolt that we were hoping for with maybe 30, 40, or even just 20 gigabits per second. So that was a bit of a bummer for me. And uh, maybe that's something they're going to hold out for on the Ultra next year. Could be. That's rumored to come. Maybe We don't know. That's sort of just me hoping. Uh, We'll we'll have to wait and see. Me too. Uh, But outside of that, I'm not going to go through all of how many chips and transistors or whatever that they have inside because that's just a non-entity at this point because you can watch the recap you can watch the recap and uh on top of that i don't really know if it would reflect anything in the end game because these chips are always going to be like the best that they have and on top of that they're pretty much class leading even when it comes to androids uh with their uh, snapdragon so there's that to it 
And to actually close out with the A17 Pro, I'm actually going to leave it to Riley on this because we we were really pretty amazed by the gaming, but I know you are big into gaming as well. So yeah. I'm not sure if you had any uh, major thoughts on that. Yeah, so uh, because of the Pro, there's a lot more graphics capabilities and processing performance when it comes to larger games. Ray tracing, I I honestly didn't think Apple was going to do this, but they did. And it's not amazing ray tracing, no, but it's still pretty no. good for a phone. And the games that yeah. they actually referenced here was Resident Evil 4 Remake and Resident Evil Village, which I've watched both of those gameplays. I played Resident Evil 4 a bit. Uh, I'm a big fan of RE. So it was really cool to see. And there was someone in the comments that was like, we really can't tell if this is going to be that great. It's all glass and mirrors right now. Um, Apple could just be putting this on for a show. To me, that's a fair assertion. Uh, I'll give it that. Um, based on the videos we see, Apple tends to oversell something. Uh, we've seen that in yes. the past, so it's it's kind of hard to tell. But regardless, this still this is still pretty cool that you're able to play these games, and that includes a yeah. better ray tracing on Genshin Impact. We referenced that with the OnePlus Eleven. Uh, there were a thousand of those made, uh, you know, for that style. And there was yeah. one other game, and I can't remember what it was. I think it was Assassin's Creed. Yes, that was it. It was Assassin's Creed. Uh, I've never really yeah. played any of those. My one of my friends no. loves that game. Uh, he's played like every one of them on like the hardest difficulty, pretty much. But uh, yeah, the gaming aspect. They said actually a couple years. Actually, it was last year. I think they were really going to work on the gaming aspect of their phones, of their iPads yeah. and stuff. And yeah. I feel like they came through pretty well. Uh, they're they're really honing in on it with this with the Pro. Uh, chip here so i have really nothing necessarily bad to say it we'll just have to see when uh videos come out uh, regarding the gaming aspect of this, how well it performs uh, to see. yeah how well it performs how well it actually looks in regards to what they've stated in terms of ray tracing speed and performance so yeah because here's here's the problem with that is that when you try to introduce gaming improvements mm-hmm. i feel like it's difficult to demonstrate it because you kind of look at the renders that they do with the demo yeah, and you feel like it's aggressively exaggerated with the difference of what they had before or what competitors had and what they have now. Right. That's kind of where I came from. And I'm just like, well, that's great, but I'm kind of going to still keep my feet on the floor here because I want to wait and find out how good this actually is and how people respond uh, with their own personal gaming experience on exactly. these iPhones because it's yep. just... Uh, And that's kind of something that we always try to approach here, especially here on the channel, trying to give that balanced perspective and not overhype something just because an hour of an Apple event just blew us away, quote unquote, which it really didn't this time. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) not so much. But in either case, we'll move on to the actual material of it all. And this is really where I feel like I was at the highest point of this show. Uh, or the event was titanium. I've been yes. waiting for this because they were expecting this to be on the ultra next year. They brought it this year and I'm so relieved because it about, I think what it comes down to, I believe the strength isn't going to be necessarily too much different than stainless steel. Yeah. It's more so that it has the best um, strength to weight ratio. Mm-hmm. It's lighter. And that's really what I care about. I love the baseline of the iPhones because they're lighter. Yep. Um, the stainless steel is nice because it gives you that premium feel, but to have it in your hands every single day is sort of annoying in, in many respects. Uh, even my wife was like, oh my gosh, I really don't like your phone. It's so heavy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. 
<laughs> now that is no longer yes. the case because they have this uh, titanium. I don't know if they actually call it aerospace grade because uh, they were kind of bragging about how it's the same type of uh, material that's used on the, was it the lunar rover or something like that on the moon? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So uh, I think somewhere it's actually like grade five titanium. That's what's there. And then they kind of went in on how they uh, embedded it with, you know, various colors and stuff like that. I love the blue. Absolutely love the blue. Fabulous color. And all of them have really nice uh, matte finishes, but it's not like a cheap matte. It's very professional. Luxurious. Yes. This is what I would actually define as being sexy. Again, those round corners, they really bring out a, I guess this, immersive elegance. I think that's like the best two words I can say. And I wish I could at least hold one in my hand, but I obviously don't. But, you know, JD, you might test one out. But I, I don't have much to say other than it's just, it's very beautiful. It's very premium look. Uh, and I'm sure it feels great to hold in your hand. Yeah, it really does. It's 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 a very nice appearance and i don't know if i could actually put it into words or even attempt to like riley did but i am looking forward to to trying it out when i have the chance and i think the one thing that i'm really appreciative of is the fact that they did uh with the pros they did upgrade the titanium and like we did mention in our last newscast episode it was only the pro max that was going to see that hundred dollar increase so you do get titanium on the uh, 15 pro and yet the price stays the same so that's really great to have it's amazing Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think if you are on any sort of max model, this would probably be an amazing upgrade because yes, many of the reasons why I don't upgrade to a max is because of the weight, because of the stainless steel. Now I feel like a Pro Max with titanium, yep. I could be wrong and I haven't checked the specs, may weigh the same as like a 14 Pro. Could, yeah. I don't doubt that. So... The 14 Pro comes in at 7.27 ounces. The wow. 14 Pro Max comes in at 8.47 ounces. Dang. Okay. The 15 Pro Max comes in at 7.81 ounces. So oh. it's not as aggressive. I mean, it's still heavy. Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's it's still there, but it, like I said, it is actually close. It's getting closer to the 14 Pro. So I, it's hard to say. Looking at the specs now, I'm like, well, that's actually still a little bit heavier than my phone right now, but at least it's rightfully so because it has a larger screen, larger body, yeah. chassis. Now, the 15 Pro is 6.6, mm-hmm. about six and a half, which for the iPhone 14 base is 6.07 ounces, and then the 14 Plus is 7.16 ounces. Mm-hmm. So now the 15 Pro is lighter than the 14 Plus. <laughs> that's crazy. How about that? So that's really where I was impressed by. Believe it or not, a lot of older people have the Pro Max, and it's because yes. of the bigger screen. <laughs> it You'd is. You'd be surprised. No, I'm not. Uh, it was I, actually kind of. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because um, my mother-in-law, her sister, actually owns a Pro Max. And I was like looking at her, I'm thinking, why do you have such a huge phone? She's like, it's just because I need a bigger screen to see stuff. You know, I'm just getting to that age where, you know, sight is important. I can't have a small screen. Now we're at that point where I'm like, hey, a young person probably would enjoy a 15 Pro Max because it's not the weight problem anymore. And you can feel like, okay, I have a bigger battery. I can get the better, you know, photography. I don't have to settle for the Pro anymore. Um 
at the same time, it will take a hit on your bank account. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're you make a good point. I, I think they're definitely trying to get people to really see the possibilities with the Pro Max, because before you're right, there are yes. a lot of major issues. And I think that's why people were kind of hesitant to get the Pro Max, not just because of the price, but because of the weight and a few other factors. Now, I feel like they're really, they're doing their best to, and this is marketing, and this is a really great way of doing it, bringing in more features that give people a reason to actually buy your product. Yeah. It's a really great way of doing it. And I think with the Pro Max, they've done it. I've never, I've never wanted to get a Pro Max so bad. I've never wanted to get a Pro Max. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, it's fair when you, when you're talking about like your wallet, I understand that. But it's like, if I had the money, I would drop it right now on this. Um, just because yeah. it's it's a great device uh, with that titanium you're getting a lighter weight so uh, I don't know I, I really think they've done a, a really great job here of introducing a, a better uh, functional device well not functional but a, a better device in tandem for users and you're right I agree for younger users as well because a lot of young people that I see tend to have just the pro um, yeah well, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny because a lot of people that I know will always say, oh, you got to get the Pro Max. You got to get the Pro Max. You got to get the bigger screen and the bigger battery. And I'm like, I, yeah, that's great and all, but yeah. I'm not a fan of that weight. And I don't want to have to pay extra just yeah. to have more weight. So give me a better reason. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Absolutely. Give me a better reason. Yeah, it's not like a whole, you know, follow the crowd sort of thing because everyone's no. going to say because it's bigger, it's better. That's not necessarily true. Maybe in battery and possibly in camera, but in terms of like full on all specs, no. But this one, yes, I, I will. I will give you that. It, it does really do it well. It does really do its service. And they also did upgrade the internals as far as like the aluminum chassis inside of the the Pro series, uh, as well as how the back is put on. I think this is the first time I've ever heard them say it's more repairable. I don't think Apple yes. has ever emphasized that. To touch on I was that. Yeah. Very surprised that they even mentioned it. Extremely. But aside from that, uh, we had the action button and we knew it was coming. Uh, not necessarily was super hyped for it, but I'm glad it's here because they didn't pull a OnePlus 10 here. They didn't just omit it, they actually gave you a better way to you know interact with the phone while still holding on to that classic feature yes yep so now you're able to actually add more of like the accessibility the shortcuts cameras flashlights uh, i think even voice memos on there and so it's really beneficial to the user and at the same time you can just still silence it and you know move and i I think uh who was it that said this i'm not sure if it was I can't remember if it was Pocket Now Daily or Mr. Who's the Boss, but one of them said how the majority of us leave it on silent anyway. That's right. the same thing with me. I leave it on silent 90% of the time, and I think it's yep. very rare that I, that I pull it off of silent. So yeah, me too. the fact that it's there means that you don't lose out on it for those who do use it all the time. You just gain more features. So I'm not really sure if you had any, I'm going to let you interject there, if you had any added input on that specific feature but i definitely loved it uh no not really i i do agree with you it really is a uh, a great feature to have a lot more options a lot more capabilities yeah. uh yeah. nothing really be taken away here and one thing that one of the announcers i don't know who it was 
Uh, they said you actually had to press and hold it to turn off silent mode. So it's not like you accidentally hit it and it turns off because that would be annoying. Yeah. But they actually took into yep. consideration, okay, if we add this button, we're going to have to make some sort of barrier to make sure that that doesn't get accidentally hit. So good yeah. part on Apple there. These are the kind of things that I enjoy. It's the little additions that really make a product well. We've said that multiple times, but I mean, that's just how it is. And uh, I think this button kind of shows uh, that essence uh, in tandem. So yeah, action button. Uh, I really have no qualms with. It's a, a really good part in this phone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll probably close out with photography. Yes. Photography was pretty unexpected in certain ways and a little underwhelming in others. Mm-hmm. We did gain a uh, an upgraded telephoto, but you really can't technically define it as a periscope zoom lens. No. Because the way they integrated it was a little surprising. I was like, wow, they went about with this sort of uh, beaming off of the reflector back and forth to give you a better zoom. Very interesting. Which makes sense because you only get about two more on the zoom level. So with the 13 Pros, and I believe it's still on the 14 Pros as well, it's like 3x. Now you get up to 5x. Yeah. Uh, which isn't really anything super amazing. I mean, it's nice to be closer, and I'm sure there's probably more clarity to it. Uh, but when you're competing it against the Samsung powerhouses, you're getting like 10x. So not really yeah. sure if it's worth the $100 increase price that you're getting with the Pro Max, but it's there. It's a step in the right direction at the very least. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. And I can't really like harp on them for that. All I'm saying is I just wish it was more. And it's kind of, once again, one of those things where I feel like they're just dragging their feet. I'm like, can you just go all yes. out? Yes. Yep. The problem is, is if they go all out, you know, they put a hundred dollar extra on this, they're probably going to put like 500 if they actually do go to where the consumer would want it. And I'm just like, well, how is Samsung achieving this? And it's like fairly the same price, even less if you count trade ins. So, yeah, but um, it's kind of funny because when they had on the uh, on the splash screen for all the new features that they threw was uh dash include the dynamic island i was like i don't even know how in the world you keep that on there but okay i guess it's still new enough that they have to remind people of that yeah but um we digress in other parts of the photography this was actually pretty cool as far as the video aspect so you can actually which riley and i were amazed at you can actually record the video and have instant data transfer to an external storage yes really good that was actually pretty impressive. I wasn't really expecting that, and I really didn't even think about it. And I'm sure at some point in time, I probably would have when we, when and if we use a pro iPhone for um, a secondary camera on recording. Yeah. But yeah, what were your uh, additional thoughts? We, I think we actually did hear this rumor. I think it was towards the beginning of the year where uh, it was said that okay. Apple was going to do an external sort of cloud that was going to be a quick transfer. Um, <laughs> okay. But I was still surprised by it because I figured this would have been on the Ultra, actually. Uh, so that's it's pretty solid. And yeah, uh, honestly, editing for photographers is going to be and videographers is going to be much, much fluid and much easier uh, with this edition. So because you even saw them plug in the iPhone while they were taking photos and it was like hooked up right to a MacBook and you could like almost do instant editing. So that was a really cool aspect to the whole entire process yep. as well. Super high resolution photos. I I think it's just another layer of improvement year over year when it comes to photography improvements. So 
can't say it's anything wow <laughs> it's it's better it's not the best it's better because they'll always say you know this is the best iphone we've made yet this is the best you know photographer or photo they say that or whatever. every it's, year every year so Obviously. I'm, not sure they, I'm not sure if they said that this year i do know they said it last year so yeah but yeah and and then and to actually cap it off with the video they do now offer spatial video which doesn't really impress yeah. anybody now uh but it will later uh, they're basically using the two sensors uh, to, I think it's the main and the ultra wide, if I'm not mistaken, to capture spatial video data so you can watch it on a Vision Pro. Yeah, pretty wild. It is wild. Yeah. So we're, we can't really contemplate or comprehend how well this is going to be. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, many people have to just assume that it's a gimmick and I can see why, rightfully so. Yeah, because we don't really have any understanding of Vision Pro on a in-person basis. It's more of just yeah, this has been fair. introduced in the past event, and now we're kind of just waiting for it to hit the mainstream reviewers and such, and go from there. So, yeah. but it's cool because they're thinking ahead, and that kind of gives you encouragement because you're like, okay, they're really going forward with you know this AR VR headset, and it's something that we're going to see a lot more advancements come. And they're linking their other devices with it too to support it and have some features that make it more prominent and yep. for the masses. Although, again, I will reiterate, $3,500 is not for the masses. Uh, <laughs> so, nope, not at all. That's we will we will not go crazy. down that rabbit hole. But um, uh, I will give my rating for this. Surprisingly, I'm actually going to say for the Pro, I will give it a 7. Okay. Um. I know you and I have kind of harped on it a lot and stated we're not going to buy this. I'm not going to buy it, mainly not because this is a bad phone. Um, It's just because I still have to do my plan for my own phone for six months. Um, But if there was anything slightly less than what it is now, I probably would have given it like a six and a half. Um, Yeah. And then for the Pro Max, I'll give it the same thing, a seven, just because, I mean, it's, well, no, I'll, I'll give it a seven and a half because you are getting a few more additions on that one. Um, yeah. So, yes, I, I would say, and again, I don't have experience for the 14 and the 15, so I can't speak for everyone. I will say, however, based on what I've seen with this particular model, I personally would recommend this if you are on the 14 Pro. Um, but maybe you'll disagree, J.D., which is, I mean, every, everyone's kind of different in how they view this, but just to kind of end out, what would you uh, rate these? What would I rate them? Yeah, the Pro and Pro Max. I am a little bit more of an underwhelming rater, so I would probably give the Pro a 6.5 and the Pro Max a 7. That's fair. You're, That's kind of where yeah. I'm at. It's it's kind of hard to say. So just because, and I think the other aspect to that as well is that I tend to test out more phones nowadays. That's so fair. I kind of have a, a broader uh, complexion of what's out there. So yeah. this is kind of not as impressive as I've seen, but it's still there. And it's uh, it's it's a good offering for the consumer um, in most respects. So yeah. this would now transition us to the horizon of the next Google event. And I am, for one, actually more excited about that, as I've Me said too. before. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait for that one. Um, there may be a little bit of a you know, hype level to it. <laughs> Maybe it's something that shouldn't be there, but we'll, we'll wait and see how that looks. Um, yeah. just because even with the titanium and all that, that goes on with the, uh, the, the 15 pros, the pixels really do 
uh, give me a lot to hope for and kind of something that makes you wonder what can they do that would push Apple to the next level of, okay, I don't think we're doing enough anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. 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 Kind of like I said before, I'm always more intrigued by the pixels just because they always have a lot more, not necessarily gimmicks, but just a lot more things to be excited for than Apple. Not saying Apple's never like uh, amazing when you see certain specs, but it's just like no. with Pixel, they do leak a lot. But when you actually see it, it's it's just incredible. I, I, I have always loved uh, for, well, for the last five or six years uh, what they put out there. So, yeah, they do deliver. I mean, obviously, they've had their low points with like the Pixel 4 or whatever, but I, I, they've definitely evolved and they've gotten better. And uh, yeah, they, they really do um, bring things home and uh, make it a more realistic experience. And it's not always just about the hype. Uh, plus, they have an in-person event, which always makes it more. Yes, <laughs> makes it like 30% better. Yes, which was actually funny because I read some articles online and one of them was like, uh, I love Apple's events because they're pre-recorded and you don't have to worry about any of, you know, something going wrong or I'm like, but then you take away from the personality of the show. You exactly. take away from yes. like making it, I think I've said that before, but making it memorable. Right. Uh, so I don't know how anybody could actually like pre-recorded, but evidently there's some people out there. So if that's you, that's you. I'm not here to call you out, but at the same time, that's what I prefer. I prefer yeah, me too. live. So. Uh, but th- that will close out this week's episode of Debatable. Um, had quite a few things to debate for sure. Uh, but this is JD and Riley, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace out. Peace out.